It reveals the people of God who have been slain because of the blood of the Lamb. You might think, well, isn't that enough for us to to join in the world and facing death and killing and famine and destruction? That on top of that, God's people are killed because they follow Jesus, hated and persecuted. And you can be sure that the, the more you make clear to this world that you follow the Lamb, the more it will see you as a lamb for the slaughter. Here's probably the most colorful picture in all of this vision. Those who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb who had been slain. We stand in bliss before the throne of God, not because of anything, but because of the Lamb and His blood. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country. May 12, 2019. Revelation 7, 9-17. My wife and I will often see or hear a little child running across the room towards us, crying with tears coming down their face. We have four kids that are four and under, so we see this often enough. And we know that, really, they're just looking for you to comfort them with a hug and assure them everything will be okay. Sometimes when they come in the room, they they see me and they just go right past me. And maybe that's one of the reasons why we celebrate Mother's Day. They see moms in the room, and there are some hurts that only a mom can somehow magically make disappear in tears they can take care of. What about those bigger hurts? This morning, as we continue our sermon series, we look at something far worse than a bruised knee or a bump on the toe, and we look at God's solution for those tears and those pains which far exceed anything a mother could help with. This morning, we see once again how the Lamb of God lives as we pick up where we left off in the book of Revelation. And we see he lives to end all my tears. Last week, we looked, if you recall, at that seal that was the picture of all of history. And so in the start of chapter 4, that's where the second vision in Revelation picks up. And in this second vision, it starts with the seals being opened. And as they're open, it reveals what is to come from the time of John until the end of the world when Christ returns. And we see a rather colorful picture. These horses that are sent out into the earth. The first is a white horse, clearly representing for us the victory of the gospel going throughout the earth. God proclaiming his message, Christ is risen. But what follows in the world is not all joy. What follows is another horse. It's a red horse. This red horse symbolizing death, killing of one another in the world, and destruction. And then following that is a dark horse. This black horse, judgment, justice on the earth. As God looks on what is taking place, And following after that, yet still, is a pale green horse. With it comes killings and famines and plagues. And following closely behind that pale horse is death and hell. When you look at this picture, it's not, as many term it, the four horses of the apocalypse or some future event that's going to come. It's not 
leading into some seven-year tribulation or some literal thousand-year reign on earth. No, these are events which describe the whole history of the church from Christ's first coming until his return. These things, these horses that go out into the world, tell us what is taking place now and will soon take place. It's written for us. That's what John says at the start of his letter. Things which must soon take place. And as he writes, things that will take place later, after his time, until the end. The book of Revelation can maybe be explained in this way. Uh, my wife and I realized as we looked at our, our home, we don't have yet a lot of scenery that deals with the great scenery we have in Arizona. So for Mother's Day, we decided to get some photographs, some canvas photographs of scenes from Arizona. And one that we picked out is a scene that has those multiple canvas scenes, where you see several canvases all depicting the same image with different parts of the image. And one has, you know, there's a canvas with a panel with some cacti and maybe a few flowers, and then you go to the next panel, it's the same scene, but it's cacti and a, a trail, and you go to the next scene and it's a trail and some mountains in the background. Each canvas is different, but progressively revealing a little bit more about what's in that picture. That's what the book of Revelation is like. In the book of Revelation, John is given seven canvases, seven visions. And in those seven visions, each one reveals something unique, but is a scene of the same picture, the same time from Christ's first return until, first coming until his return again. That's what we see in this second vision. Events depicting what is taking place now and until the end. We're familiar with these colorful horses, aren't we? Haven't we seen this happen? The death, the wars, the rumors of wars. Need I mention just in the last hundred years, how many people have died because of war? How many have been killed because of abortion? How many have died over homicides and famines? Disease that kills so many millions. We've seen, and we're familiar with this red horse and this dark horse. And we're familiar with the pale horse, the famine and disease and the murder. Even just here, in our small corner of the world, even just this past week, we've seen this in our local newspaper reporting a house burning, a shooting, a drowning. We know what it's like to live in the end times, and we understand what's being depicted in these seals. Oh, but where are God's people throughout all this? As you read on, another seal is opened. After the first four seals, the fifth seal reveals where God's people are. It reveals the people of God who have been slain because of the blood of the Lamb. You might think, well, isn't that enough for us to, to join in the world in facing death and killing and famine and destruction? That on top of that, God's people are killed because they follow Jesus, hated and persecuted. And you can be sure that the, the more you make clear to this world that you follow the Lamb, the more it will see you as a lamb for the slaughter. This vision opens up a rather striking picture. As we go through the seals being opened, it reveals not only the people of God, but what the whole world sees as the sixth seal is opened. And there it shows the whole world. It depicts four different types of people, from slave to king, four representing the number of the earth and completeness of the earth. And for everybody on this earth, they cry out in terror as what Jesus said is fulfilled at the last times. The moon is darkened 
and turn to blood, and the skies darkened as the stars fall out of it. The end is coming. And what do the people do on the earth? They don't run to the Lamb of God. No, it says, hide us from the wrath of the Lamb and his coming. Because they know following close behind those four horses is death and hell. God's judgment to come. And God's people, and all of this, persecuted. As you look at this, you might think that the people of God would be out of the tribulation, but no, they're in the tribulation. And in facing on top of the tribulation, hurts and pains. It's enough, isn't it, that the, the Christian knows that their spouse is going to go off and fight a war, and maybe they die. And it's enough, isn't it, that a Christian knows that their mother is facing cancer or other illness and suffering because of it, or that their friend has died because of something. Now, on top of that, trials and persecution following the Lamb. You know, this world, it not only brings our tears, our condition, our state, not only brings us to tears, it demands our tears. Who can help us? When we look at this vision of history, that's where we have the comforting picture that's brought before us. In this second canvas, as it brings us to the end of history, as we get that glimpse, we see what God has in store. And behind all the tears, behind those colorful horses and afflictions, and behind even death and hell that faces this world, we see the Lamb. And in that canvas, we see the Lamb is leading his flock. And he has a plan for you and me. As we get to, to the start now of chapter 7, the picture is shown that God reveals 144,000. In this vision, 12 represents the church of God. 10 is a number that brings us to completeness. And this 144,000 is the entire complete church of God on earth. He knows who are his own. Even as those horses rage and rampage in this world and the persecution happens and the tears flow, God knows who are his. It says he puts a seal on those 144,000, on his church, on you, on everyone who trusts in Jesus. Throughout the tribulation, God knows who are his own. He watches for them, guides them. And then that brings us to what we read earlier this morning, near the end of this vision. The people of God gathered before him. He has brought them from tribulation to tearless bliss before his throne. John says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language. Once again, four, completeness gathered from the earth. This is all of God's people. Those who were killed, those who suffered death, those who were persecuted. This is you and I brought before his throne in the end. All of God's people standing before his throne. And they're not fearful of the presence of God, saying, hide us from the Lamb. No, they're standing before the Lamb. And yes, they were in the tribulation. But it says, these who are those who have come out of the great tribulation. The suffering we face now is one that God carries his flock out of, till they're before his throne. Remember what we read earlier from John 10? Jesus saying as the good shepherd, I know my sheep, 
No one can snatch them out of my hand. Not death, not war, not persecution, not even the hardest, the hardest hurts and tears. No one can take them from my protection. Till I bring them from tribulation to tearless bliss and standing before my throne. We see the Lamb of God lives. And as we saw last week, they echo that song, that refrain, that sevenfold of praise and glory, wisdom, thanks, honor, power, strength to our God. How did they get there? How do you and I, along with all of God's people, come to stand in this bliss before his throne? These are those who have come out of the tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Here's probably the most colorful picture in all of this vision. Those who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb who had been slain. We stand in bliss before the throne of God, not because of anything, but because of the Lamb and His blood. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Look, the great good shepherd who leads his flock from tribulation to glory. You and I and all of God's people will stand with those righteous robes because of the blood of Christ who rescued us. He faced far greater than any tribulation we will ever face. He faced the curse of our sin for us. He faced death and hell and all that followed with it in our place to bring us out of the tribulation for his throne. And then what happens? You, to every one of God's flock, who has suffered, is facing endless bliss before his throne. That soldier who trusted in Christ, who fell asleep on the battlefield, forever rescued and before the throne of God. That loved one of yours who died in Christ because of cancer or some other struggle or illness is now standing before the throne of God. And yes, the picture in this vision is the saint saying, How long, Lord? That's his patience. It will come when all my flock will be gathered. And you and I will stand there in perfect, tearless bliss. Remember I said the number 10 represents completeness. Close this morning with a picture of the complete rescue, the endless perfect rescue that the Lamb has brought us to in the final part of the picture. There's a tenfold description of heaven. They are before the throne of God. They serve him day and night in his temple. He who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, famine. Never again will they thirst, suffering. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And for all the tears all the hurts. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be tears. They will hurt a lot. Sometimes it'll seem that they hurt so bad that there'll be such a pain that not even a mother could take those tears away. But look beyond front of the canvas to see there, once God's people, his plan being carried out the Lamb of God, and he lives. And he lives to lead his flock, and he leads them from tribulation to tearless bliss for his throne. Amen. <laughs>